marriages, bathtubs, and children. Everybody knows. You don't go there. That holy trinity of sacred things. (laughs) I'm going to really try hard to love Meredith. This, not love, at least enjoy. I just, I have such a hard time with her because she just, oh, she just is so sensitive. She can't handle any shade whatsoever and everything is a big deal. And then she holds a grudge and it's just like, oh my God. She needs a boot camp with other housewives that just are savage. So get her on an ultimate girls trip with savage reads like Portia, Phaedra, Nini. I know everyone's going to be like, Nini's not coming back, but this is just my dream world. We need to toughen Meredith up. She needs lessons, and then she also needs to be, like, poked at and learn to deal with it a little bit. Although I will say, I think that's what happened with Whitney. Well, no, Whitney's been pretty – Whitney can handle shade. She she deals with it. Um, but it did help having Candace and Portia and Giselle on the Ultimate Girls Trip because here here comes Whitney throwing out, that was just fun shade. <laughs> I'm like, who taught you that word? Also, if you remember on Ultimate Girls Trip, um, who taught – was it Giselle and Portia when they were in the van with – with um marisol and alexia and they were learning the difference between subtle what was what were the what did they think they learned that's subtle shade or something so that ultimate girl strip taught quite a few about the term shade and now they're using it in their season so you know what ultimate girl strip is actually good because it's it's like education it's like you come here that's how they should treat ultimate girls trips now who needs to get like toughened up a little bit? I don't know. I don't know how much Heather's learned, and this is just episode one. Um, but she, her energy isn't as annoying as it got to be last season. Last season, I was like, I don't like you at all. This premiere, I was like, okay, I don't love you, but I'm also, I okay, okay. It's it feels like it's been so long since last season too that I truly forgot so much of like any of it. It's all it's like it's a different thing because now Jen Shaw's in prison. So it's like, I mean, my brain just can't really go back to those feelings. And I don't want to. I thought the way last season ended, it just the last season fell apart at the end. Remember that finale? (laughs) Remember that finale? It was so bad, that finale. So yeah, so I'm just gonna forget it. As as Heather says, it's a it's fresh powder, fresh start. Sure, sure. Okay, but before I get into this episode, I want to let you guys know. In case any of you also happen to check out my Orange County recaps, because next week Southern Charm premieres, and I said I wasn't gonna cover Southern Charm ever again. But then that damn trailer came out, and it looks so good. So I'm going to cover it with Pia. Ah, I know you're so excited. I know it. So Pia's going to cover that. But Orange County is on Wednesday nights. Southern Charm is going to be on Thursday nights. So I'm going to now do an Orange County Southern Charm combo. 
situation. Just makes it easier. I'll get the episode out quicker. Boom. Bada bing. Bada boom. Okay. All right. Let's roll the intro and get started. Here at She Speaks Bravo, we believe that Bravo TV is a great form of self-care and therapy. I mean, look at me. I've been using it for over a decade and I'm a complete mess. Yes, honey. I love that. I'm Emily. Every week I recap the latest episodes of your favorite Bravo shows, from Housewives to Vanderpump Rules. We need to get more cosmopolitan. Huffini. So if you're not already subscribed, get subscribed and hit that notification bell so you never miss an episode. Okay, the cold one thing Salt Lake City is going to give you. It's a cold open. It's a dramatic cold open. Go to every single season, which is only other, there's only three other ones, but they give you a cold open. And for those who don't know what a cold open is, the cold open is the first thing. I mean, I think this is pretty obvious, but it's like the before the credits. Um, like it wouldn't count. Like what I did with the beginning of this episode with me talking about like, oh, we don't talk about marriage, uh, bathtubs and children. That was my cold open. So Salt Lake City loves a cold open. Okay. They'll love it. I was like, I don't think, I don't think there's ever been a better cold open across any franchise. Unless I'm forgetting something, but no, because you get a phone call. There's a camera on the ground. You hear Heather, did you talk to her or whatever? She goes, shut the fuck up and goes into somewhere. And then the camera guy runs to the camera, picks it up. Then a producer is going with him. And then they're like trying to open the door and then they could just go in, just go in. And then you hear Heather, I can't believe she would do this to us. And then Heather's like, no, camera, get out of here. And then we get all like the voiceovers. How did we fall for it? How did we all fall for it? I was feeling like a Monica thing. But I also don't want to get into some big... Con- I This is the, that, that fucking black eye was so traumatizing. Everybody had a theory and everybody was guessing what it was. Like, I don't want to be guessing. Okay. That also happened on Vanderpump Rules. Um, there was the thing that Rachel says to Ariana that... Everyone in the like everyone said, "Oh my God, when you see that part, when you see that part, that's gonna be it." And so all these theories came out, like Reddit theories became facts, and it got wild. It got real crazy. Um, so I'm not gonna go into what I'm not gonna feed into it. They'll give it to us when we're ready. But my guess, it's something to do with Monica. I guess I don't know. It just feels like she's the one who's the most has the most potential to do some shady shit. I don't know. But anyway, we're not done with the cold open. Okay, we're not done. Whitney then, she, now, but now this is like, I need to know how they, I wish they would do a making of or like a behind the scenes on just this cold open. I want to know how they did it. I want to know, was Whitney really walking this way and then Heather in a car drives behind her like was that real time like were they like action and then i i just the camera work was incredible and then and then and then they're reading from the bible i'm guessing i don't know psalm 55 it's and this is whitney it's not an enemy that taunts me instead it is you right 
And then there's like slow-mo shots of them fighting throughout the season. Then it's Angie's turn. Then Angie walks by. Micah, 7-5. I don't know what that means. Put no trust in a neighbor. And then they reveal Meredith behind it. Have no confidence in a friend. I'm getting, my hairs are standing up. And then, and then <laughs> Lisa. I like that Lisa and Monica, like on, on all the, on the other two, they, they didn't like directly look at each other, but Lisa and Monica, like this, this stare each other around like that. They stare their asses down. That's right. They do. So, anywho, so it was amazing. Oh, wait, I'm not even done. What am I saying? What am I saying? I'm not done. There's the, sh- the shot of a cross atop a church, and Heather's voiceover is, it says Proverbs 19.5, he who breathes out lies will not escape. Girl. Well, here's another thing I really want to know. Here's another thing I need to know. What was that voiceover day like like they had to go somewhere and record that audio you know like there it's just so it's so like intense and their voices are all so like there was a lot of directing going on like mm, okay give us a little bit more intensity really really jazz it up because they they gave in their voiceovers okay that was incredible work then they cut over to heather going you're not gonna be able to talk your way out of this and then it's like a series of fighting and it ends with Meredith, you can leave. Her face? I feel like I'm nailing it. I feel like that was pretty accurate. If you're watching, you're like, is that Meredith? Her eye, she was like, girl, it was great. It was wonderful. I'm sucked in. Then it says, and I also love when it does a, like, this is what cold opens typically do on Salt Lake City. They give you the info and then they show on the screen, like, Four months earlier or something like that, you know, so (laughs) effective. I love TV. (laughs) It's so good. Anywho, we we start with Queen of Sundance, Lisa Barlow. (laughs) She doesn't have to do anything, but she just looks like she like she just looks like she shouldn't be doing it. She's like, move that back here. Okay, and then move that here. Move it down. We did it. She's been doing it for 14 years. (laughs) It's like, she goes, it's like no sleep for five days. I still love it. Of course she does. She's Lisa Barlow. She's queen of Sundance. So then John picks Lisa up, and she's trying to talk about the kid. She's like, "Uh, Henry has a thing. Hold on. Because she keeps getting text messages from everybody. Hold on. And then she would try to talk. Hold on. One second. But it's Jack's senior year, and Lisa goes, I don't want to cry. John has this look on his face. He's like, all right, we do this every time, literally. He told them, Jack told them a month ago that he's going to go on this mission. And I hate that it makes me laugh so much when Lisa cries, but it does. Because she talks, she's like, Jack and I got into it at the house, and he sat down, and he started bawling and told me it's going to be okay like she it, it cracks me up it is a, i didn't realize that when they go on a mission they they do not have any contact with people for two years like no parents nothing uh, uh, for what to talk about jesus christ i mean 
you know, Jesus, like Jesus is badass, of course, but like going around and telling people and sucking them in and a really problematic message of the church. So I don't know. Let's, I'm, I know Lisa's going to say we can't talk about it because not going to talk about Jack's mission. I know she's going to say that, but all of them get read down for their beliefs. Um, like Mary. So it's only fair that Lisa kind of answers to like, what is it about being Mormon? But Jack, Jack said to them, said to Lisa, you guys are different than me. I'm just not like you and dad. And I'm like, was that shade? Was it, he's like, um, you heathens who don't really care about God like I do. Mm, I'm, you're not, I'm not like you. But Lisa cries again, of course. Am I so disconnected from my son that he doesn't want to tell me this? Am I like a bad mom? Am I not present enough? How could I miss this? If you don't watch that and think that's endearing and sweet, then you just hate Lisa no matter what. Like I said, I'm going to try my hardest not to really hate Meredith because it's she's not going anywhere. But it's it's not easy. But the best part of the scene is Lisa asks John what he thinks. And as soon as he starts talking, she's like, hold on. The team is messaging me. (laughs) And then, okay, Heather, she's bought a new house. She got that book, Money, Honey, New York Times bestseller. Looks like that controversy really paid off for her, huh? But she arrives, Meredith arrives and Heather is like shoveling snow. And Meredith's like, oh, what's this? And Heather hands her the shovel and Meredith, of course, at first Meredith's like, I don't want to. But then Meredith says, I do enjoy an ice pick and this is similar. Although, wait a minute. No, she was talking about how she liked picking out the snow. But remember on Roni when, um, uh, shit, what was her name? The one that was, uh, she did two seasons, really pretty. Her her tagline, um, her tagline was Kristen, right? It was like, I'm not the sharpest tool in the shed, but I'm pretty. Like, that. that's who I'm thinking of. Maybe I'm wrong about the name. But that, when she did the jean-making event, um, she texts them all if they had, like, a hot glue gun and an ice pick. An ice pick was on that list. So maybe that's what Meredith enjoys an ice pick for, for making her jeans or clothing or her jewelry. Duh. Jewelry. Hello. Not well, bitch. I don't know about you, but I always want to be that person when they travel. They look like that smart, stylish traveler, you know? But I also, I want to have a bag that can carry everything, too. Like one of those smart bags, like 15 pairs of underwear for a weekend trip. Sure. Are you deciding between a pair of shoes? Don't worry about it. Bring them both because you have bays. I have owned the bays tote bag for about three years now. I needed it when I was still a notary and I would have document packages of like 250 plus and I have like three sets. So this thing has been through the ringer. I've traveled with it too. I've stuck it under planes, like shoved it under there and it is holding on strong. I actually am shocked the straps haven't broke because usually when you get a nice durable bag, the straps look like backpacks. Look how chic. 
and still holding on just fine. Bays was created by actress Shay Mitchell to make sleek and affordable bags, luggage, and accessories designed to help you travel effortlessly while still looking fashionable. Goals. Bays has thought of everything you could ever want in a piece of luggage. 360-degree gliding wheels, a cushioned handle, built-in weight indicator, washable bags for your dirty clothes, and all the interior pockets you need to keep organized. Their luggage comes in multiple sizes and colors. And for shorter trips, the Weekender bag is super functional and even has a place to store your shoes separately. Every piece is made to look better with miles so you don't have to worry about it in cargo or overhead. And Bays has over 30,000 five-star reviews. So whether you're packing for a quick trip or looking to breeze through the security line, Bays has your personal items covered. Right now, Bays is offering our listeners 15% off your first purchase by visiting baystravel.com slash she speaks. That's B-E-I-S travel.com slash she speaks. Shut up! That is so stupid! Today's episode is sponsored by the revolutionary cookware company Hexclad. When choosing pots and pans, you used to have to pick between the performance of stainless steel or the durability of cast iron or my favorite, the convenience of nonstick. But with Hexclad, you can finally have it all. Hexclad's patented technology gives you the benefits of all three in only one pan. So I didn't know, but most nonstick cookware quickly succumbs to dangerous wear and tear, and it is not dishwasher safe and it provides really inferior searing. Hexclad's patented hybrid technology not only prevents food from sticking to the pan, but it also has incredible temperature control and the durability to last a literal lifetime. No wonder why Gordon Ramsay uses Hexclad at his restaurants and even at his home. For a limited time only, our listeners get 10% off your order with the code SHESPEAKS at hexclad.com. So support our show and check them out at H-E-X-C-L-A-D.com and use the code SHESPEAKS. Now, I am not the best chef in the world by any means, so my opinion doesn't necessarily matter as much as my friend who complains about everything in a kitchen. She fancies herself quite the chef, and she's come over and used these pans multiple times and goes off about them. So she actually used my code and got the six-piece set. Hexclad six-piece set is kind of the perfect starter set to enjoy all of the versatility of their products. The set features three of their most popular pans with the accompanying lids that can handle literally all of your pan cooking needs, whether it's eggs, burgers, steaks, sauces. Your kitchen will never be the same. Hexclad products are already an amazing value, but all of their products are also backed by a lifetime warranty. That's right, you will literally never have to buy another set of pots or pans for the rest of your life. Hexclad's patented laser-etched hexagonal steel ridges boost your searing power, while the nonstick valleys are constructed with high-grade, non-toxic Japanese coating and infused with diamond dust for extra toughness. Hello, diamonds. These are the best pans you'll ever own. Hexclad checks all the boxes you need when it comes to pick and cookware. They are metal utensil safe. They are dishwasher safe. 
and they are oven safe up to 500 degrees. They are non-toxic and induction ready. It even has a stay cool handle so you can saute with ease. Some would say Gordon Ramsay is the toughest critic in the world and these are the pots and pans he uses. So get 10% off with code SHESPEAKS at hexclad.com. That's 10% off hexclad.com with code SHESPEAKS. Bon appetit. Let's eat with Hexclad's revolutionary cookware. Enough! All right, so we are already getting second confessional looks from everybody. Like everybody gets their fr- I, that's I loved this part. I don't know if this was super intentional. We never really get that tip. Maybe I'm maybe I just don't notice it. But we usually don't get two confessional looks from each each cast member in the premiere, you know? It's like a big deal when the second look is revealed, but they all I I think they are every single person slayed their except for Angie. I didn't like Angie's confessional look. But every single, everyone else slayed, even Monica slayed her confessional looks. Meredith did too. Meredith looks fabulous. So does Lisa. They all got it down. This is season four, honey. Okay. And Heather's looking better than ever. She's looking sleeker. That that New York Times bestseller money really, really does something, you know? But this, okay, interesting the way Heather's able to kind of like sum this up. She said, you know, I figured I'd get some feedback about the book, you know, it's Bad Mormon, it's my name on it, like I get it. But I I also am being judged for being friends with someone who went to prison or uh, my an inexplicable black eye. And, but you know what? Now I'm just living for me. She's got to, she's got to come through somehow. Um, But Here's the interesting thing about that black eye. And I know I've said it a million times, but on Watch What Happens Live, Andy asked Lisa what she thought. And she's like, Jen, it was Jen. And I said this already, so I'm repeating myself. But if you didn't tune in to my last season's recap, Heather basically did say it was Jen because she never said it wasn't Jen. She would say, snitches get stitches, or she would say, I'm not gonna, I'm not about to do that. She would do anything but say it wasn't Jen. Anything but that. Which was, it's like, I won't be, I can't tell, was it, it's like, anyone would say, was it this, was it this? But then when it got to, was it Jen, snitches get stitches. I'm like, so it was. So she essentially told us it was Jen. Heather um, talks about how she saw Whitney and they do it in a flashback. It's Heather's like, we've been through a lot. There's a lot of collateral damage and our friendship is one of them. And Whitney's just like staring at her like, mm, mm-hmm. Whitney says, it's going to be hard for me to trust you and for us to trust each other or whatever. I, like this is the, this is so thin. This is, uh uh-uh, there is, I can, this, no, nothing was resolved in that. But Heather says to Meredith, I just want to feel safe around her, and I don't right now. And Meredith says, well, I don't either. She has really gotten under my skin. She says this whole thing about Seth and I taking a bath, and it's creepy and, like, filled with bacteria or DNA, whatever. Oh, my God. And then she does her own Whitney impression, which I think is great. Everyone has one. Their voices are really easy to imitate. But then she says, my bathtub is cleaned every day by my housekeeper. 
Does she drain that hot tub that she invites 85 people in regularly? Saying I'm dirty. It's offensive. This is when Heather's like, oh my god, you're not kidding. Um, okay. <laughs> what? Like, you're actually serious. You don't go after my marriage. You don't go after my bathtub. She it emphasizes bathtub. Like, <laughs> the way she, listen, marriage, that's one. My bathtub? Absolutely not. The only thing she left out were my children. <laughs> what are you saying? Like I said, I gotta, I'm going to try my best to enjoy her. <sighs> All right. We get to see Meredith Mark's store. Uh, it is a actual blizzard. Meredith confirmed that. Because when when Mary was walking up, I was like, this isn't a little cute snowfall. This is straight up. And then she closes the door. First, she, Mary fighting with that door was so perfect. She hated that door. That door was, she wanted to fire that door. Get this door off my set. Um, so irritated. But when the window outside was like, this is a storm. This is some troopers out here. Filming Salt Lake City must be really challenging because, you know, weather, dude. Like, that's not easy. Meredith was the only one Mary kept in touch with. So Meredith loves that. Meredith's like, hmm, I was her friend. They go to lunch and Mary said... <laughs> Robert Jr. has a girlfriend, but everybody tells me it's his wife. How, how have you not asked him? I just haven't. Don't you live with him? Yeah. Well, it's interesting. Robert Sr. was in Vegas for six months. Producer says, how was that for you? She says, it was great. <laughs> it was wonderful. Yeah. But here, here, quick detour about the food. What the fuck did they order? Poached lobster tail and spinach and cheese salad. Now that ha I had so many questions on that, and I know Mary doesn't didn't eat hers, but it's it looked incredible. It looked like grilled blocks of cheese next to a spinach salad and a poached lobster. Salad. I would this meal looked incredible. Okay, Mary asks about Jen. Meredith gets weird, though. Meredith gets weird. She, like, bitch, you rode so hard for her because you needed an ally, and now you're wanting to pretend. This is what pissed me off about Mer Meredith. She rode so hard for Jen just because she needed the numbers, and now she's like, in her confessional, she's like, I don't keep in touch with her. I mean, she's in prison. Like, what do you want me to do? I mean, can't they visit? Don't they talk and stuff? But it was Heather and Meredith just pretended, I guess, to be all about Jen. Because as soon as they closed those doors to that prison cell, they went, oh, thank God that's over with. Anyway, Mary, in response, in response to this, Mary goes, I believe in karma and people, they get what they deserve. <laughs> Once again, Mary brings up bathroom stuff. Um, she talks about how she doesn't want to eat her salad because it's spicy. And then she explains what happens when she eats spicy food. And she's always putting Meredith in these weird positions. Like when she was talking to Brooks, whatever season that was, and um, she had to stop to pass gas. And they were like, okay. All right. So <laughs> Mary is absurd. Okay, 
Angie and Monica meet for lunch. Lisa arrives and Lisa says she had met Monica a few years prior uh, when she was, Monica was, running an errand for Jen who forgot something and she had to bring it to the airport or some shit. But then she goes, but this is a very different Monica to the Monica. The Monica I met had blonde hair and fair skin. But then they show the picture of Monica and I'm like, her skin looks exactly the same. She just had blonde hair. But Monica explains in her confessional that she had been Jen's assistant. Then Jen offered, like, you want to make 600K? Well, put X, Y, and Z in your name and you will. Okay. Um, so she thought that was a little sketch and she called her friend who happens to work in the Secret Service and he said, get the fuck away from Jen Shaw. She's going to prison. <laughs> the way they edited in like a quick flash of like sirens and the helicopters and Jen being arrested. So Monica says, that is how I ended up a witness for the federal government in the case against Jen Shaw. And then that casting director said, um, call her immediately. Someone get Monica on the phone. Okay? Lisa orders a Diet Coke. I'll have a Diet Coke and a Vita cocktail. She's got to get that in there, baby. Monica's only 38, a young, a young housewife. She's going through a divorce. So she said that she met Mike, her soon-to-be ex-husband, met Mike, and then she got into a, an entanglement. So that means she had an affair. And then they divorced, they got married, and now they're divorcing again. And I like I like her in this because it seems like she's making fun of herself. She's like, it's totally normal. It's totally like, who doesn't do that? Totally normal. So I kind of, I enjoy that she can poke fun at herself. I think that's good. But she has a range of kids. Five, six, 12, and 17. All girls. But Lisa, like, immediate, I like that Lisa's like, oh my God, so you relate to having a senior. Which, this is so promising for them, isn't it? But, you know, quickly, we know Lisa Barlow and Monica go downhill. Because even Lisa on Watch What Happens Live says she trusts Monica the least when they play one of those little games. So, Monica comments on how close Lisa and Angie appear and they've known each other for years. And Lisa's like, yeah. And then she told me she was, you know, going to come meet you. And I was like, oh, yeah. Like, I've, like, talked to her a few times and, like, a little in passing. And Monica says that she talked to Lisa constantly because Jen would hand her the phone and just put the phone, like, put the phone down and, like, walk around and then you could come back and Lisa would still be going. I don't know. That sounds like a, I don't buy that. I mean, Lisa can talk, though. Like, that's no joke. Lisa can talk. But it really feels like a lot of her, a lot of Monica's intel is really based in what Jen, it's kind of, it has Jen vibes to it. You know what I mean? And also, when she said, I talked to Lisa constantly, I thought she meant like, Lisa has met me a thousand times and she just pretends like every time it's kind of the second time or something. But no, her thing was that she was supposed to be Jen and would put the phone down and be annoyed. It's like, so you got a really specific version of Lisa through Jen's eyes. Because I don't think Jen liked any of these women, clearly, right? This part was was weird. And I thought it, I thought it was 
Okay, I'll, I'll go through it. It's when Lisa says, like, I've never even made eggs. And Monica says, well, I have to cook because you're so lucky you don't have to cook because John, you know, whatever. And Lisa starts to be like, yeah, we're coming up on our 20-year anniversary. And they cue this ominous music, like the, the music that they cue in when something's going to be like, you know what I mean? And... I couldn't tell what was going to – I thought they were going to sh- maybe show, like, some flashes of things to come. But it's just that Monica has heard all this stuff from Jen, and all their dark secrets are heavy on my mind. I was like, oh, it's just this chick's impression of her because of what Jen said? That's not uh, – I don't care. Like, that's 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 not facts. <laughs> that's That's falsities. Jen would say anything about any of them. You know what I mean? Like, don't, I don't, I don't know. That part bugged me. I was starting to enjoy her and then she act, she's acting like she really knows truth about these things. And I don't think Jen really knew any of them. I think she just made shit up. I did think she had something on Heather and that was why Heather was like writing so hard for her. Um, but the Lisa thing, I don't know. Ah, to be determined. To quote the ancient African proverb, I said what I said. If you know me, you know, I love to be cozy. So when Cozy Earth sponsored the pod, it's been life-changing for me. They sent me their famous bedding. Now, the bedding I got was the viscous from bamboo bedding, but they also do make it in linen, but it's temperature regulating. Now, I had never even heard of viscous from bamboo, but now I'm hooked. It's all responsibly sourced and all of their products come with a 10-year warranty. It is honestly no wonder Cozy Earth has been on Oprah's favorite things, five years in a row. The loungewear, which I have multiple pieces in, two pairs of pants and a shirt. It's optimal comfort, obviously, but it's still flattering and dare I say elegant. Like I will wear them to dinner. I'll wear those cozy pants to dinner. I don't care. The best part about this sponsor is they offer listeners 35% off with my code. I have used my own code too many times because I want everything on there. So Cozy Earth has provided an exclusive offer for you guys, my listeners today, up to 35% off site-wide when you use the code she speaks. Take advantage of this amazing discount, you guys. 35% off. Use code she speaks. CozyEarth.com. What is this, honey? Cold turkey may be great on sandwiches, but there's a way better way to break your habits. And we're not talking about some weird mind voodoo from your crazy neighbor. We're talking about our sponsor, Fume. And they look at the problem in a different way. Not everything in a bad habit is wrong. So instead of a drastic, uncomfortable change, why not just remove the bad from your habit? Fume is an innovative, award-nominated device that does just that. Instead of electronics, Fume is completely natural. Instead of vapor, fume uses flavored air. And instead of harmful chemicals, fume uses all natural, delicious flavors. You get it. Instead of bad, fume is good. It's a habit you're free to enjoy and makes replacing your bad habit easy. Your fume comes with an adjustable airflow dial and is designed with movable parts and magnets for fidgeting, which gives your fingers a lot to do and it's super helpful for de-stressing and anxiety, especially while breaking your habit. Stopping is something we all put off because it's hard, but switching to fume is easy, enjoyable, and even fun. Dare I say? Fume has served over 100,000 customers and has had 
thousands of success stories. There is no reason that can't be you. Join Fume in accelerating humanity's breakup with destructive habits by picking up the journey pack today. Head to tryfume.com and use code SHESPEAKS to save 10% off when you get the journey pack today. That's tryfume.com and use code SHESPEAKS to save an additional 10% off your order today. The location for Heather's event is fucking fabulous. Okay. They really do make me want to live in Salt Lake City, like have a vacation home or something. Because they really, they show us the best of the best of this place. Lisa's coat, everything, everything. I love it. Uh, But I like that Lisa has invited Angie as her plus one and I was like, wait, why does Heather hate Angie? And then I forgot that Heather, that Angie had said that um, they were doing Barbie scissor kicks and got a little rough. And that's how Heather got her black eye. So, oh, yeah, forgot about that. Uh, Monica and Heather have like a cute little greeting. And then they cut to Monica's confessional. And she goes, to be honest, Jen never said anything nice about Heather. This Jen sucks. But okay, wait. Lisa sees Mary. She sees Mary. <laughs> Lisa's like, um, I didn't leave things on a bad note with Mary. Um, but she did send me text messages. Lisa, you're the biggest idiot. You'll kill people with your nasty tequila. Lisa, you're the biggest liar in Utah. You remind me of a witch. Lisa said on Watch What Happens Live that Mary did apologize, but then rescinded her apology because Lisa took too long to respond. Unhinged. You just don't know. As long as you can hang on for the ride, I guess, with Mary, then it's good. And Mary goes, I feel good about seeing Lisa right now. And I really like her jacket. (laughs) So then Mary asks Heather. Heather sits down. And she's like, so how are you doing without Jen? And it's it puts Heather in this very interesting place because it's it's like um, Mary was always very much above Heather and was like Mary's kind of above everyone. Like you can't pin her down or you can't really get a, a read on her, but she's always reading you and always judging you and you don't really see it coming. And at first she's kind of like, oh, you know, it's it's whatever. But then Mary's like, well, no, you rode for her and she was not a good person. So how do you really feel with her gone? And Heather says, it feels like a weight has been lifted. Now, is anyone else wondering if Jen Shaw is watching this in prison? She's got to be, right? She's got to be, right? It makes sense. Okay, Meredith pulls Lisa aside in a move to clearly, um, because Jen's gone, she's like, oh, I got to have my numbers on my side. And she's like, you know, we had so much, so many issues last year. Like, maybe we have a one-on-one conversation. Lisa is shocked, um, but she's like, okay, let's do it. And then her confessional, she's like, of course she missed me. I would miss me too. We all need to strive to have the confidence of Lisa Barlow. You may hate her. But her confidence is impressive. I would love a quarter of it. Monica does something so shady. She's like, who here has read the book? And no one, no one has. With with, with respect, most of them don't read. And even Heather's like, they don't read. And I'm like, "Eh, true, totally. Lisa's like, wait, Heather, am I in the book? Tell me everything. (laughs) 
I like the audacity. You don't read the book and then you ask her to tell the parts that you're in. And Heather goes, I just said she is who you want to sit next to at a party. She's big city energy. Now, you see, I did not read the book, so I don't know if that's all she said about Lisa, but I just don't buy that. Okay. Then Angie goes, I want a signed copy from Lisa. Lisa's the star. Okay. Okay. And then Heather does have a good read, finally. See, she learned on Ultimate Girl Strip. She goes, Angie, that is why you're not in the book, and you never will be. And I was like, oh, okay. She's improved. She's improved. Candace helped. Candace helped a lot. Whitney, Heather, and Meredith are gathered by the bar. And they say that they're, the, the shtick apparently is that they were buzzing cousins. And she's like, and yeah, we aren't just buzzing for the alcohol, but maybe something else that shall not be named. And then she goes, it's legal now. So she was talking about weed, right? But then Heather goes, when did Special K become legal? And Whitney's like, I wasn't talking about Special K. My God, what the fuck are you talking about? But Meredith goes, but you'll just say that I do it. And then they cut. I was, I completely forgot what, who said what at that reunion. Um, but when they do the flashback, it's 100% Lisa who says it. I think Meredith forgot that it was Lisa who said it. Because Meredith is, this is, she's a little confused in here. This isn't making total sense. She's like, I found out that you were the root of that rumor. Okay. No, <laughs> you didn't. Whitney's like, I can tell Whitney's not lying. I can tell Whitney's like, what? That, okay, I may have said a lot of other shit, but that one I didn't. That one was on Lisa. And then she goes, what I do know is that you have a lot to say about me in the press. And you continue to talk about me. Sometimes she goes into a British accent. Sometimes it's it's not like her her ever evolving accent is is so hard to keep track of. Whitney says that she's like, I'd own it if I said it. Okay. And Meredith's like, I don't think you'll ever own up to anything you say. And then she brings up the bathtub diss. And Whitney's like, oh, that? This is like a silly little playful thing. No, you took a dig on my marriage, a dig on my bathtub. You insinuated I had a dirty house. Mine is very clean. I don't know about yours, but mine is clean. But Whitney's like, okay, it's mine is clean. Um, but it's I was just like, I don't like bathing with someone. It was just a shady joke. Did I say, oh, I wonder if she's getting bacteria on her vagina when she when you did that with Seth? No, not Seth. What's what's her Justin? <laughs> Whitney's like I um uh I'm no the, the, wait hold on the fact that Whitney goes like genuinely realizes that she has to say this she goes I'm sure you can eat off of your bathtub I'm sure it is so spotless it is amazing okay I am sorry that I offended you like that's how she had to had to make up with her. <laughs> <laughs> and that like softened Meredith. She's like, it is. It's thank you for saying that on the record. <laughs> it yes, it is. It is. 
And, but but Whitney Whitney goes too fast. She should have just said that. I am sorry. I I really was just trying, and then left it there. But then she goes. Now I have to get something off my chest. And I was like, well, bold. I thought it was going to be some other issue, but instead it was, are you going to hold this against me? Like, are you going to hold the grudge against me? I don't hold grudges. Oh, girl, Meredith, you do. Okay, you do. Whitney's like, how do we make sure we don't get back to this place? I mean, it's not worth losing brain cells over it. Meredith goes, save your brain cells. Save your brain cells. (laughs) What is this craziness? Mary did everything that we want Mary to do, right? If you're going to bring Mary back, she has to immediately reject a group activity. Heather goes... Okay, guys, we're going to be doing something involving snow. And Mary just goes, no, I'm not doing that. You just, you hear it. like It's the snowball fight. Monica, and then they're going over like how they're going to do the snowball fight. Monica's like, where's Mary? And they go to inside. Mary's watching, just watching from afar. Oh, my God. The snowball fight starts with like this sweet, like Christmassy sounding music. It's so pure and innocent. But then Meredith gets Lisa good and then it's fucking on. And they are all chucking shit at each other. There's even a drone shot that like lifts up and it is just chaos, chaos. They're going for each other. And then at one point, um, what's her name? Monica grabs Angie, pulls her to the ground, they roll. But then they then they cut back to Mary and Mary goes, what's going on? I mean, are they having fun? I can't tell what's happening. Oh, my God. It, it it got real ugly. Like, they were showing it in, like, carnage form. Like, people were, like, smashing it into each other. <laughs> Crazy. Oh, my God. It was so good. It was so, so good. I hope it. I hope it's as good as it feels like it's going to be. Um, I know that I, I love my Barlow, but I think she's good when she's in a feud with someone. So I like that she's going to have a feud with, uh, Monica. I hope, I hope I like it. I hope it's not like coming for, here's what I don't need to talk about ever again on any franchise across the board. Please don't come at your husband's cheating on you or something like, God, it's so we're over it. Okay, maybe he did. Maybe she, I don't care. It's like, please do not go here. I'm over it. So I hope it's not that. But Lisa, did I already say this? Lisa said that she doesn't trust Meredith. She trusts, on a scale of one to ten, she trusts Meredith a four. So, okay. Off to a great start. Off to a wonderful start. All right, guys. I'm going to wrap it up. So I can get this episode out to you. Don't forget, I'm going to do Orange County and Southern Charm together starting next week when the premiere of Southern Charm occurs. Love you guys. Mean it. And I'll see you next time. Bye. I hope you guys enjoyed the show. If you did, would you mind leaving me a five-star rating and review on whatever platform you are listening? If you're watching on YouTube, don't forget there's the super thanks option down at the bottom, the little button with the dollar sign and the heart. And also I'm on buymeacoffee.com slash she speaks bravo if you want to buy me a little coffee or two or five. And my Patreon, that is where I'm covering all of the classic Bravo jams. If you want to follow me over there and subscribe, link is in the description. 
And follow me on Instagram and TikTok at She Speaks Bravo. And whoever the guest was for today, all their information is always in the episode description. So if you want to follow them and check them out, check there for the info. And any of the sponsor codes that I mentioned in this episode will also be in the description. I love you guys. Thank you so much. I appreciate you. And I'll see you next time. Bye. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.